All right, it's Tuesday night, and you know what that means. <laughs> it means we're late on the podcast. <laughs> so, we just, I think we owe you guys an explanation. Um, obviously, Sunday night was uh, Valentine's Day, and so we were spending time together. You know, we decided to take a night off, and we figured, you know, we'll just go do this on Monday. And so Monday rolled around, and it was President's Day. That's the real reason. No, actually, what <laughs> what actually happened was uh, Ashley wasn't feeling very well. So, so I'm sorry. We're doing it late this week, but we'll we'll be back to our usual schedule yeah. again. We we did get some complaints about not having the the podcast up, and I'm so sorry. Uh, but we hope everybody had a great Valentine's Day weekend. Yeah. Uh, you know, with with all of your loved ones. We're going to uh, make it up to you by having no ads on this episode. Yeah, no ads. You don't get to hear me talk about Anchor. <laughs> so we're just going to actually just go right through so you don't have to worry about um, you know any stops in, in the, uh, the podcast or anything. And also you are getting a super special edition because, um, you know, <clears throat> we gave it some thought on Sunday and we, we were going to do a podcast about um, kind of like nerdy romances. So. Yeah. That may still happen in the future at some point because there's a lot of information, but we kind of wanted to do like romantic movies, you know, something like maybe The Princess Bride or something. (gasps) Oh, that's a good one. It was just like our favorite type of like romance stuff, you know, and like that kind of um, we talked about what we were going to do and we actually didn't have our show plan up yet. We just kind of kicked around the idea. So then we had told you guys that we were going to do BlizzCon. And so... You know, the last episode we did World of Warcraft, so we're like BlizzCon next week. Well, actual BlizzCon, I believe, is this week. Uh, it's this so weekend. We may do that this weekend where we can actually bring you the news that they had. So yeah. we have more to talk about rather than just, you know, I like this game. <laughs> you know, we could talk about what's coming out. And I'm sure there's going to be stuff on Overwatch 2 and mm-hmm. the new Diablo. But anyway, uh, tonight we watched um, our favorite wrestling shows and we caught up on uh, some of them that we were behind on. And just out of the blue, we were like, you know what? Let's just do one on wrestling. What do you think? And yeah. Ashley said, yeah, let's do it. So here we are on a completely show, <laughs> a, a completely like left field show that we decided to put on like what? Like an hour ago? Yeah. It's so... <laughs> Yeah, and and it's it's a topic that I never would have thought that I would have any opinion on, uh, so I'm really excited about this episode. Yeah, because she actually started watching it because I watched it. Yeah, we'll, we'll mean, get into yeah, that we'll, for yeah, sure. Yeah, we'll get into that, but we, it's been something that we enjoyed um, for the time we've been together, for yeah. sure, and it, it, it has evolved. It and has. we're definitely going to talk about what we do now as opposed to what we used to do. Yes. So let's go ahead and get in it. Yeah. Get on it. So let's uh, let's start with the obvious. When did you first get into watching wrestling? Well, um, it's interesting. I don't think I really knew much of it other than what I got to see on TV uh, mm-hmm. when I was a little kid growing up on the reservation. And um, my, my cousin Jeremy... Mm-hmm was huge into it and he had like all the rubber figures you know that don't have any oh, yeah. arms or legs don't move or anything they're just like you know stuck in a pose but he had like the ring and like all the stuff and he was really into it the belt i'm pretty sure he had the belt yeah he had <laughs> and he, he he went to like the actual shows and oh, stuff really? when he was a kid you know and like we were always like 
when you go there, give me this, give me that. You know, we're asking him all this stuff. Of course, he never did. But um, we were all, you know, into it because of that. Like, we knew, you know, we started watching it on, on TV, too. And I actually stopped watching it for a long time. Um, but when I was a kid, of course, there was Cindy Lauper and mm-hmm. then, like, the Goonies videos. Of course. And then they had, like, Legend. you know, Rowdy Rowdy Piper and... Uh-huh. Um, Ultimate Warrior and uh, obviously Macho Man Randy Savage was yes. my favorite and still is to this day my favorite wrestler of all time. Yes. And everyone loved Hulk Hogan back then, you know, before we found out he was racist. At some point during this podcast, you have to do a Randy Savage impression because it's just required now. <laughs> like the cream of the crop, the cream rises to the top. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. My friend Sean does it way better. Yes. Sean, if you're listening, you gotta you gotta do a sound clip or some or video exactly. or something and post it on Facebook so we could all see it. I agree, uh, he's really good at yeah, it. Yeah, you're you're really good at the macho man, the macho man Randy Savage. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But but I my uh, wrestling uh, to get back on topic. My wrestling, um, I guess fandom kind of disappeared for a while. Um, when I was in Colorado, I didn't really. I knew of it. I, I I knew of it, but then um I kind of just came back to it later on. But what how it started though was definitely when I was a kid in the 80s. So uh one of my favorite shows back when I was a kid was the um I don't know if it was called Hulk Hogan's. It might have been called Hulk Hogan's Rock and Wrestling. Uh-huh. Or it could have just been called Rock and Wrestling, but it was a it was a cartoon that had, you know, Hulk Hogan and Andre the Giant and they were like it was like a a silly show about like the faces versus the heels. And for you wrestling people or people that don't know wrestling, the faces are like the good guys, the mm-hmm. heroes. And then the heels are the are the bad guys. And you usually call them baby face and then the heels. Yeah. So the baby faces were like Hulk Hogan and like mm-hmm. Ultimate Warrior and stuff like that. And like Macho Man. And then like the heels back then was like the Million Dollar Man. Ric um, Flair. Yeah, Ric Flair was a heel. Um uh, who else was it? The Iron Sheik mm-hmm. was also also a heel, and he has also has a funny ass Twitter. I don't, I'm not on Twitter anymore, but I did follow him, and he cusses at everyone like every day, which is hilarious. <laughs> but and then Ra- uh, Rowdy Roddy Piper was probably the best heel of all time, and mm-hmm. he was in that era. So eighties uh, wrestlers have like a I have a spot in my heart forever for eighties wrestlers. They're always gonna be my favorite. Mm-hmm. Junkyard Dog, we miss you, man. Rest <laughs> in peace. So, um, how about you? How did you get your start? Um, so, uh, um, I never really got into it. I associated it with my grandfather. Um, my, my papu used to watch it and we always called it his soaps. So that was, that was his soaps. He spent a few hours, you know, certain nights to watch his wrestlers. And of course me being, three, four, five, six years old, I wanted to watch it with him <laughs> vaguely. Yeah. Um, so I would be in there too and I would catch it. And of course I remember, um, my the big ones I remember are Hulk Hogan, um, Ric Flair. I always used to think his hair was really funny because it would shake. Because <laughs> he was so <laughs> passionate and it would just shake. <laughs> but I also remember The Undertaker and um, his valet, Paul Bearer. And they used to scare me. <laughs> but I was really young, too. Well, that was so, the point, I guess, right? Yeah, oh, I, absolutely. So I remember wrestling. Um, 
And I'm not, I wasn't so much a fan, but I very much associated it with, uh, with my grandfather and always had some level of appreciation for it. Um, I absolutely questioned whether or not it was real because, you know, as a four-year-old girl, you know, not used to, you know, I'm sitting here playing with my Barbies and I look up on TV and see these huge dudes like throwing each other around a <laughs> ring. It's very, you know, intense. So, um, yeah, that's that was my introduction, I suppose, to wrestling. Okay. So let's fast forward a little bit. And, and, of course, this is basically everything. There's a whole soap opera drama about mm-hmm. all the different pieces that came together to form WWE, which, we you know, we know as today. Um, there was WCW, all this. Other, we're mm-hmm. not really going to get a whole lot into that. Um, but, yeah, it's a huge drama. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when, when I was in... When I was in high school, that's kind of when I started watching it again. Uh-huh. And that was the whole WCW versus WWF at the time. And uh-huh. the, the, they called it the Monday Night Wars because it was Monday Nitro on WCW. And then there was Monday Night Raw, which was on WWF. And, like, they both ran on the same mm-hmm. time. So it's like you have to pick one. You know, what are you going to watch? And at the time, Hulk Hogan and all, and like all the wrestlers that I liked when I was in the, in the 80s, right? They yeah. were all like on WCW. Because mm-hmm. I guess the story is at the time, like Vince didn't really put any stock into the old guys. He wanted like all the new guys to, yeah. to come up. And so he was kind of like jobbing the old dudes, you know, like you guys could just put these new guys over. And they're like, eh. They felt like, you know, they were being disrespected. You know, they're like, we're worth more than that. So. Ted Turner was like, I'll pay you whatever you want. And they're like, oh, okay, cool. So they yeah. all came over and wrestled for WCW. And, like, I mean, Roddy Piper was there. And, yeah. like, Macho Man went over. Lex Luger, like, quit WWE. It's like, all of a sudden, you had all these old guys wrestling in, in WCW, which was my wrestling from when I was a kid. Like, yeah. Bret Hart was there. And everything was like, whoa. You know, mm-hmm. like, I'm, this is cool. And then they also had, like, new guys, like Goldberg, who I thought was the most amazing guy ever back then you know yeah. and I was, that was like we knew it was fakeish. like we didn't know no it's not fake it's scripted like let's just establish <laughs> that right now i don't care <laughs> who says it's fake it's not fake it is scripted and i never thought that i would be defending that ever. okay no you're right you're right it's, it's scripted but back then we're like it's fake you know yeah. like that if any aspect of it was like not true or real we're like it's it's not real, yeah. you know, and so we didn't know really, I think the, the veil was kind of being like lifted a bit because yeah. we were like, it wasn't like in the, in the 80s, we absolutely thought it was real. Like yeah. we were like, oh my gosh, this is crazy. No, that it's not fake. You know, this, they're really doing it. You know, and my yeah. dad used to make fun of me and stuff. He's like, ah, it's fake stuff. You know, and like, and even today yes. when he's, when <laughs> even to, to this very day, this year, 2021, 2020, he has walked in. And watched me and seen us watching it. And yep. he'll, like, sit there and watch it for a little bit and then make fun of it. He'll make fun of it, but he'll sit there intently. <laughs> <laughs> and he'll or he'll it. update us when we're not watching. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's right. Like, uh, last year, we met my dad in... Uh, well, no, it was 2019. So, in 2019, uh-huh. we met my dad in Pueblo. Uh-huh. And he, we uh, were on our way down there. And we decided to see him. I think he was getting a uh, uh, surgery or something. Yeah, like and the I, next day. Or yeah, something. and I was like, I want to see my dad before because you just you never know in these times. So, 
I, I really wanted to see him because he was in Colorado. Yeah. I was like, let's just make the trip. So we did. We drove like, what is it, four hours or something to see him. Yeah. And before we left, he was on the phone with me like, oh, some lady, they're, I'm watching wrestling, you know, on TV. And we're like, <laughs> oh, yeah? And we hadn't seen it yet. So like yeah. we, we watched it the day after on, on Hulu uh-huh. at the time. So we hadn't seen it. But my dad was watching it live and he's like, some ladies all wrestling. One of them, I guess, is the champ. And I was like, oh, yeah, she ain't losing because it's, yeah. it's on regular TV. And he's like, I don't know. This other girl, like, lady's kind of beating her up and stuff. And I, he was getting into it. Yeah. And I was like, oh. I was like, there, he's 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 making fun of it when he sees yeah. it. But he, he gets into it. You know, uh-huh. like, he'll, he'll watch it and laugh. And it's entertaining. That's why they call it sports entertainment. Yeah. And that's one thing people need to realize that, yeah, they have athletic ability. But mm-hmm. I really honestly wouldn't say that. This athlete is equal to them because, you know, they're the same athletic thing. No, well, the one person, the actual, um, okay, that's kind of disrespectful to wrestlers, but uh-huh. the sports athlete is competing for something where everyone is legitimately, like, busting their butt. And they're, like, you know, they're all competing for this one thing. But in, in WWE or AEW or Impact or whatever, they, it's all written for them to do it. So they can be... A little scrawny guy who can't lift anything, but he'll yeah. still he can still be a superstar mm-hmm. on the thing if they ride him that way. So I don't I don't I'm not gonna compare the two ever. So that was a good tangent. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, I know we're excited about this. Yeah, because we we don't really we have we have a we, all right. So every episode we have guidelines that we try to follow, and this one like I don't have my own. I usually have my own sheet, but this time we don't. So I'm just like winging it here. Oh, you're At, doing good. Ashley's the one who's steering everything. So when you see, well, she's the one who's going to pull me back and be like, all right, all right, all right, you got way off there. All right, let's come back. And so, so she'll, she'll control us here. So obviously we both, you know, you remember, you know, certain things about it. I remember when I was in high school, I remember hearing about The Rock mm-hmm. and how cute he was. And blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Um, But other than that, you know, for the longest time, I hadn't really given wrestling much thought until (laughs) I met you and you were into wrestling. So I was like, okay, that's fine. That's something that I'm fine with. I I didn't have an opinion about it. So, you know, when we watched um, WrestleMania Mm -hmm. together, the, you know, like the first one of the first times that we were together. Um, it was the Royal Rumble. That was the first. Oh one. yeah, it was, it was Royal, Royal Rumble. Rumble, and you know, <laughs> at first I was like, "All right, this is fine. You know, I can get into it. I can fake it till I make it." But no, I was genuinely excited. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, it was because of you. <laughs> well, let me I, ask you this real quick: like okay. I, I, when you first started watching wrestling, like who was your favorite wrestler? Um, it doesn't matter who your favorite wrestler is. <laughs> You're a jerk. <laughs> I walked into that. <laughs> so, I know that your story about getting back into wrestling is so much more interesting than mine where I'm saying, oh yeah, I did it for a boy. <laughs> well, my current wrestling, so I stopped, like, I went on that crazy tangent, but like in high school, I was into the WCW uh-huh. and then the wars, right? And then... I don't know what happened. I kind of got tired of it. And I was like, well, you know, it's kind of the same thing all the time. And so I stopped watching it. And then WCW went under. And I was like, oh, man, what? What happened to all those wrestlers? And then I kind of, like, was worried about it. But then I obviously didn't really care that much because I didn't watch it still. And then fast forward, like, 20 years. 
it, it seems like a long time, but yeah, 20 years, like, cause I was in high school and then, um, I think it was like around 2017, maybe 18. I can't remember. Um, I was reading, it was when Goldberg came back and he mm-hmm. had won the title from Brock Lesnar and it was like at WrestleMania or, or maybe it was at Royal Rumble. I can't remember, but I remember like going online, I saw it, I was like, what? And so I, I looked it up, and I was like, oh, man, it was like a 30-second match. And I, like, I remember seeing all these people, like, were upset yeah. that they had paid all this money for it. And they're like, oh, now, like, he just, like, was only 30 seconds. So I was like, there's got to be a YouTube of it. So I went and looked, and I was like, oh, man, that's so cool. And I was like, oh, so Goldberg is, like, back, huh? And then so that kind of, like, piqued my interest a little bit, where I'm like, man, Goldberg was cool when I was young, you know, I was like, I was like, I want to watch him again, he's like an old guy now, but he looks pretty good, yeah, and so, um, I, I think, like, maybe later on into that year, I was kind of researching stuff, and, uh, my friend Jay, uh, maybe he's listening to this, but my friend Jay, uh, Patrick, he was telling me, um, I, I posted something, I think we're in a group together or something, and I was like, man, you know, I used to watch wrestling all the time, but I don't have cable now, so I'm not going to get cable just to watch wrestling. And he was yep. like, oh, you can watch it on Hulu. That's how we watch it. And I was like, what? I have Hulu. What do you mean? And so I went looking for it, and I was like, oh, you mean it, like, post the next day? I was like, oh, so I can keep track. I can still watch wrestling, like, you know, and just watch it the day after. Mm-hmm. And so I gave it a go. I started watching it again, and... I don't know why, but I was just like, I don't know who any of these characters are. So I was like on ground zero. Yeah. I hadn't seen any of these characters. I know who some of them were. Like, I think Undertaker was still around and mm-hmm. a few other guys who were like, you know, Jericho was from WCW. So I was like, okay, you know, like Jericho's on it. There's a couple of guys I can recognize, but it's my chance now to like get in and like watch it all unfold and decide yeah. who's going to be my favorite guy because we all knew the rock wasn't there anymore yeah and stone cold steve austin and all those other guys they were all gone mm-hmm. but triple h was still wrestling and i was like that's cool so i was like all right let's go ahead and give it a go and here we are now like i just i started watching it like every week and i started getting really used to it and yeah. then i started i decided to get the the ten dollar a month wwe like network which if you're a fan of wwe it's really worth it yeah because there's a lot of like um shows and stuff on Mm -hmm. there like documentaries and stuff which are pretty cool yeah and i went through that whole catalog they have like all it feels like it's an ad i mean we're definitely not sponsored by wwe otherwise it'd be all over the place (laughs) um you'll you'll see why in a minute but like but (laughs) the app though is if if you like those old wrestling shows though they because they bought wcw Mm -hmm. they have Every single episode of uh, Thursday Night Thunder and then they have Monday Nitro, all mm-hmm. of them are, are on there. All the old pay-per-views from WCW. Mm-hmm. So if you wanted to watch like Goldberg's debut, you can like, I just Googled it or whatever. And I'd be like, oh, it's this episode. And you go on to the app and you can just go to WCW, find that show and you can watch the whole show. Yeah. And it's amazing. It's like, wow, look at all these guys from back then that like are no longer around or they're, or they're around now and they're way different. Yeah. So it's a cool app, but that's how I got into it because <clears throat> when I was a kid, WWF, like, pay-per-views were like 60, 70 bucks, even then. Yeah. So it's like, holy crap, you know, nobody watched them because they were like, they're too expensive. Nobody's yeah. going to get that. But with the app, it was like $10 a month and you could just watch, you could just watch any of the freaking um, pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. And nobody pays, like, all that money anymore. It's just 10 bucks a month. So if you like that, it's worth it, I guess. So... As of the fairly current roster on WWE, 
Who would you say are some of your favorite wrestlers? Well, I know that I think I feel like I know the top two. <laughs> well, we obviously Alistair Black is one of my favorites, and okay, top three. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> Alistair Black is pretty cool. Um, very underused. Very, very underused. Cool. I, I like him because he has like this satanic. He's a he's a satanist. He is in, in, like in, legit in, in real life. Yeah, and that doesn't mean he's like. An evil man or whatever, no, it, but absolutely not. but he has that sh- he uses that in his like wrestling persona, mm-hmm. so it's actually pretty cool because it's different. You yeah, know, it's it's a lot different. Um, man, that's kind of tough question. I'm trying to think of who's wrestling right now in WWE that I really or like. you know roughly in the same general <clears throat> time period that you and I have known each other. Okay. Um, I know you have some shirts for some of them. Oh, yeah, yeah. Samoa Joe is one of my favorites for sure. Yeah. And I like him because he's, number one, he's he doesn't look like what you would think a WWE superstar would look mm-hmm. like because you would think, he's you know. He's chunky. Oh, yeah. He's, he, he, he's like the human ball, you know. <laughs> like, he goes in there and he's, like, tough and strong. And he's, the thing I love about Joe, though, is that he's. Uh, he's good on the mic. Yeah, he's oh, a the, great heel. Yeah, he gets on there. He's got, like, a, a bunch of amazing um, mic work and and kind of off of that, he had a great feud with my other favorite wrestler in the company, which is AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. And I love AJ Styles, and I wish he wasn't the in phenomenal w. one. Yes, he's got the best ring entrance music. And he's got his... great hair. <laughs> yeah, he he's got great hair, and he doesn't like juice it all up like everyone else. Yeah, and he comes out it like natural. It's all natural, flowing in there. <laughs> He's he's a poster boy for Head and Shoulders or oh he or is oh yeah L'Oreal like you know <laughs> whatever but he's good he's and I, he he's an older guy too I think he's like in his mid forties and uh-huh. he's he's really awesome and he yeah. can still pull off everything and I have to say Shinsuke Nakamura is another one of my favorites simply because the dude is awesome and he's put in his work he's he's paid his dues yeah and I really think that he deserves to get. A championship run yeah and i mean there's a lot of wwe wrestlers i really like i could say otis too like he's great oh, yeah he's but pretty cool there's i would have to say that those are my top ones though. what about dolph ziggler oh yeah well <laughs> like i said that dolph ziggler though is i love him he's got a great i i don't think that he's right for that i think he would do a lot better in a different promotion yeah I do too. because they use him as a jobber and a yeah. jobber in wrestling terms is a is a guy who that just goes there to lose and he losing puts other guys over so if they're trying to build up a guy yeah and build credibility with him they'll match him up with a jobber and usually it's Dolph because Dolph is a high level heel yeah and he'll come in he's amazing on the mic he's he's a pretty awesome wrestler but and he, he makes other wrestlers look really good. So He they, is very good at what he does. So anything that he does, if that other wrestler has some shortcomings, Dolph Ziggler easily makes up for it. So he's there to make that guy look good. And he does very good at that. He does very, a very good job at that. <clears throat> but he's definitely underused because he's a great heel. <laughs> yeah, he, uh, he last I knew, uh, he was a champion. He was a tag team champ with... Robert Roode and and we will discuss that (laughs) because we have no idea what's going on right now um uh but Dolph Ziggler though he's he's great he just he puts people over all the time and I he's one of my favorites but I just want to see him 
get more. But, yeah. uh, you know, I, I think they're paying him a lot of money to put over all these guys, though, because yeah. every time contracts come around, he's always he's like... He's a company man. He's a company guy, for he's, sure. He's very loyal. Mm-hmm. So. so what about you? Who are who in, in WWE roster, who's your favorite? Um, so I definitely, of <laughs> course, I think our listeners know that I lean more towards supporting the ladies. Yeah. And that is, out of all the companies we've really invested in, WWE, uh, their women's roster is phenomenal. Um, but let's, let, let's, here, I love the women too. So why don't we... Why don't we do this? Like you asked me why my favorite wrestlers. I, I I went all male, which yeah, which is unusual for me because there's a f- lot of women wrestlers I love in WWE as well. So okay, l- right. l- let me hear your your favorite male wrestlers, and okay. then w- then we'll all do right. the females after. All right. Um. So some of my favorite male wrestlers, I I would have to say Baron Baron Corbin. Yeah. Um. He's a great heel. Mm-hmm. He's one um, of the best, for sure. Absolutely. And he's become more of a, a character, like a side character than anything else. Um, but overall, I think he's a great heel. I think I like the heels more. <laughs> <laughs> Although, I like the Usos. The Usos are so fun to watch. And they are related to Roman Reigns and The Rock. Uh, they're part of the same family. Mm-hmm. But they have such great energy, and it's always fun to watch them. And they can talk some mad-ish. <laughs> yeah, they're definitely one of your, your favorites, for yes. sure. Um, and then I'd also have to say um, Xavier Woods, because... Really? Yeah. Wow, that's, because... that's, that's different. <laughs> I wouldn't have expected him. I, I, you know, I like The New Day, which is a, it used to be a three-man team. Now it's a two-man team. Um, and I love all the side stuff that they do. So his, his YouTube channel, Up, Up, Down, Down, um, I don't know if that's still around or not. I think so. I think it is, yeah. Um. I'm surprised you didn't say Keith Lee. (gasps) Keith Lee! Oh my gosh, he's such a nerd and I love it. (laughs) I can tell he's a nerd and I, I absolutely love that. But then so is Woods too. Yes, he is too. Um, but I, I loved Heavy Machinery with Otis um and they they just had great energy you know they they were a, a little unexpected uh very blue collar um i mm-hmm. i do not really care for the like seth rollins type you know so anything that's a little bit different i'm going to gravitate toward more towards so you know no seth rollins no roman reigns you know i feel bad for <clears throat> roman reigns i feel like he has that potential but there's just something lacking and I see WWE push him, like, a little too much. Like He's, like, in your face. He's, like... Yeah. Yeah, I, I hear it. That's a, I think that's why a lot of people didn't really like him uh, a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, you know, real life happens, and yeah. he had leukemia. And so he was, he took, a, I think it was, like, six months or nine months or so. I don't remember. He was gone for a while, though. Mm-hmm. And I know he was gone, and, and, like, people kind of were like, okay, we like him. And then he came back and wrote that for a while. I forgot. I have to mention my absolute favorite. I know. I couldn't believe you didn't say it. Ricochet. Right. Oh, my God. I was going to tease you about it. I say, what? You're not going to talk about your boyfriend? He, okay, yes, he's adorable. <laughs> but um, he is so underused. Like, this dude can do flips. And they are not using him. He may as well be in Cirque du Soleil because he is all over the place. Why are they not using him? Like a ricochet? (laughs) 
I'm sure that's where he gets his name. But seriously, they he, he is so underused, and I feel like WWE is absolutely wasting him. That pisses me off. <laughs> yep. I'm nerd raging. You are. <laughs> and, and you have a valid um, complaint because I feel the same way. I feel the same way about a lot of stars on there. Um, a lot of WWE fans would say Cesaro is one that gets buried yes. all the time. Like, he's very good in the ring. He's mm-hmm. got a pretty good uh, personality and everything. And he's got the look. Yes. But it's just, for whatever reason, they never push him. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, the fans were super pissed off when Rusev wasn't getting his push. Yeah. And, he had the Rusev Day thing going, and everyone was like Rusev Day, like every single, yeah, it was every a thing. single thing, and, and like it was, he was way over. All they had to do was just throw a belt on him. That's like, the, yeah. he was he was ready, you know, and like they just never pulled the trigger on it, and then they ended up letting him go. Of all people, they like just let him go. That's so crazy. After a ridiculous storyline about with his real life wife, yeah, and Bobby Lashley, and she oh, divorced him. Oh, that was him. such a travesty. The that whole. Story. whole... Scenario. We are do- we are definitely going to be go- going over that, but let's 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 talk about the ladies. Okay, yeah. I have to start. Okay, go ahead, go for it. You start. So I think one of the most underrated women on the WWE roster is Naomi. <laughs> I knew that was coming. I love her so much, and she's also a Florida girl, <laughs> so mm-hmm. of course I got to give that love, and um. And then also, I was a huge fan of the man, Becky Lynch. Yep. Um, and I'm, you know, she's off doing her motherly thing. So hopefully she comes back, because I might actually watch WWE again for that. I, I might do it. Hmm. <laughs> but um, Charlotte Flair, which who, who is Ric Flair's daughter... So she's got the the lineage there. Mm-hmm. A little bit of nepotism, but she owns it. She's a great heel. Um, very much the queen. Uh, we got Asuka, which I know you're going to go over, so I'll keep going. <laughs> <laughs> we have Lacey well, Evans. Well, well, what do you like about her, though? Uh, who, Charlotte Flair? No, Asuka. Asuka? You can't just say Asuka, then like, not well, say anything. I know that you're going to... We both have the same opinion about Asuka. She is... So theatrical, and now she's well. She had the the green, uh, what is that poison or whatever that she spits <laughs> out? And it's just so dramatic and <laughs> awesome. Um, but I know that you're gonna go over a lot of the the more awesome things about her. So we'll we'll get back to Oscar. Um, you also have Lacey Evans, who I absolutely hated at first. Yeah, so, yeah, this is a funny story. We'll go real quick. Um, so we were watching, Lacey Evans would come out. When when uh, Ashley started watching it, I believe that's when Lacey Evans first came out, yeah. and she wouldn't wrestle. She would, like, she Just her, come out to her music, yep. go all the way down the ramp, and then wave, do that, oh, that stupid model wave, and then go back up. And it was just so irritating. Like, she, why are you she dressed, interrupting? She dressed like a 40s bombshell. Yes. And so, yeah. And she always came out with like, like I don't know, like the little sailor girl outfit uh-huh. and stuff. And so <laughs> the first time that Ashley saw her, she was like, ugh, I hate that woman. Yeah. And she came out and came out. And then she had a feud with Becky Lynch. and Of uh, course, that didn't do me. Yeah, she hated her even more. <laughs> And then she would. She came out and had like Seth Rollins like name on her butt. Yeah. And they zoomed in on her butt, and she was oh. like, "Oh, I hate her!" Like she was. She hated her and hated her, and said, "And you she were did saying, her job well." <laughs> you were saying some really awful things about her too. Leave me alone. 
And then I was like, dang. I was like, okay, you know, maybe I, she doesn't like her. But Then we watched a documentary <laughs> on her, and we got to see her, um, you know. It was up, up, down, down. Who she really was. And I was like, oh, I love her. Yeah. the uh, It was immediately. As soon as that was done, you were like, everything I said about her, I take back. Like, yes. she's. Yeah. She's amazing. She, because she was a marine, yeah, and um, she had to deal with a bunch of people like accusing her of like sleeping her way to the top, and you know, getting her ranks were high and all this stuff. She and, is a really good wrestler, though, and, and I, you know, it sucks that I said all those mean things about her. She's a fantastic wrestler, but she's, she's got something going on right now that's. Yeah, her current storyline is ridiculous. <laughs> And I'm so mad because I think WWE is wasting her as well. Yeah. You know, um, spoiler alert, she's supposedly pregnant with Ric Flair's baby. Uh, just, I can't even wrap my head around how stupid this is. How? Why? Like, uh, but I digress. Let's go over your favorite females. Okay. Um, so I can't believe you didn't say Nia Jax because that was one of your favorites. I don't know. I'm not really happy with her. She's, I've heard a lot of things about her not having the greatest technical ability in the ring. Yeah. So I don't know. I'm on the fence about her, but I do love (laughs) the fact that they included a big girl. Yeah. Like that's important to me, obviously. So that's nice, but Okay, well, I have to say that obviously Asuka is my number one yes. because she's great. She's considered to be one of the best wrestlers in the world, whether man or female, mm-hmm. by a lot of her colleagues in the industry. And she puts in the work, man. Like, they had the <clears throat> they had to do empty arenas mm-hmm. because of the COVID thing. And nobody knew how that was going to work. And they were like, what's going to happen? So they had Asuka come out. Mm-hmm. And Asuka just killed it. Like, she... She didn't care that there was no crowd. She mm-hmm. still performed at optimal levels, and she would still, like, try to hype up everybody at home. Yeah. Like, she knew that everyone's mm-hmm. watching still, so she would still, like, hype up everybody. And WWE definitely took notice, and they were like, hey, she deserves to be pushed more. You know, like, she's she's a good performer. She's coming through at a time when all and, everyone's being awkward because, yeah. like, nobody knew how to act when there was no one, no, no, yeah. there was no, like people to interact with so nikki cross also stepped it up she did i i I wonder though if that was just like she's so used to having an audience that she's like yeah scream for alexa bliss yeah so she's like clapping like to try to get people to clap along and the commentators are like commentators are making fun of her like she's trying to hype up the crowd and there is no crowd they shouldn't have made fun of her (laughs) but nikki cross used to be one of my favorites when Uh she was she had a persona back then of being like this crazy, yeah. crazy Scottish woman, and her accent's crazy. Like it, it, you, when you, she when she talks, accent. you can tell she's definitely Scottish, and I don't think that's part of her charm. That's why I like I liked her accent because it was mm-hmm. different. But she was also like really crazy in the ring, like almost like a, almost like an animal. Yeah. Like she would like slap her. I mean, she still slaps her chest, but like a like King Kong would do. Yeah. You know, like she gets all wild, but. She used to, like, crawl around in the ring and, like, get all wild and stuff. And now she's not like that anymore. Now she she kind of turned into Alexa Bliss's, like, little pet or whatever. Yeah. Like, And she, she kind of turned not the way she used to be, but she used to be fun. But yeah. anyway, I used to like her. But now it's really just Asuka. Um, 
I like Shayna Baszler. Yes. Because she's one of the most badass people on the on the roster. And I oh, think absolutely. that they kind of underuse her too. Yeah. And she should have had the freaking title by now. Yeah. I mean, for all I know, she does. But she she's really good. And Rhea Ripley is another oh, one who was like super badass. And Two I should have mentioned because oh. they are so amazing. <laughs> but you can't mention the entire roster though, so yeah. So, but those two, I would love to see a match between those two, and I yeah. think I would if it was on a pay per view, I would restart my subscription to watch that one match because yeah. I think it would be awesome. Yeah. Um, Charlotte Flair and Rhea Ripley had a match at this past year's WrestleMania mm-hmm. last year's, and it was pretty good. Like I liked it. Yeah. I do like Charlotte Flair a lot because she, she plays that role really well. Like she, she does. looks down at you and like you know you're the peon and like. Yeah. She won't like get into the ring unless someone like pushes the pulls the ropes apart for her. Of course. And she's she's great. Like there's she's definitely good. Let's see. There's <laughs> got to be at least one more that I really like. I'm trying to think. Because on I don't think there's really anybody all that great on uh on SmackDown. I mean, I'm not a fan of Sasha Banks or Bailey. Like, Ugh, I'm I'm over them. Yeah, they were they were cool to to start with. Now they're kind of just meh. Lacey Evans is okay. Yeah, well, I think that that was part of the reason why we sort of migrated to <clears throat> AEW is because we were seeing a lot of the same fights over and over and over again. There are only so many times that you can see Sasha Banks versus Bailey, <laughs> you know, or just, uh just move on. WWE has such a huge roster to choose from that they underutilize, and we end up seeing the same people over and over again. So... I, I feel like that's why we both were like, yep, yeah, let's go ahead and make that jump to AEW. Let's go ahead and talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. That might have been your reason, but yeah, there's. We'll, we'll just get yes. this out of the way right now. Like, we don't watch WWE anymore. Let's just put that out there. Like, we haven't watched it since November. Yeah. Um, I think we we've seen a few things now and then, and I still kind of keep track of it. Like. I've kind of stopped doing that. Um, I I started I started like um, going to wrestling sites and mm-hmm. kind of reading the news, but just to see what's going on. And then I'm I tell Ashley about it. And I'm like, hey, this happened, and we just kind of laugh about it, like, oh, that's so dumb. And um, what happened was AEW called All Elite Wrestling came out two years ago. Mm-hmm. I believe I was it two years ago. I think it was two years, one year. I can't remember. It was a couple years ago. Anyways, it's new. And um, they had no TV deal yet. Mm-hmm. They had they they came into existence, but they were only doing like pay per views like every now and then to get off the ground. Mm-hmm. And they had a whole bunch of like char- people and like characters that we'd never seen before. Yeah, and it was so brand new. But the main reason why I wanted to watch it was because Kenny Omega. Yes. Was was like one of the EVPs in it, and it was just like he was. Kenny Omega is probably my favorite wrestler, yes. like, of all time. So, I was like, well, not all time, because that's Macho Man. But, like, of, of the current crop, mm-hmm. it's definitely Kenny Omega. So, I was like, I gotta see it. You know, yeah. Kenny Omega's in it. It's gonna be great. You know, and he was really cool in, in uh, New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling, so mm-hmm. NJPW. Um, and I was like, this is gonna be great. I want to be able to watch him. The Young Bucks yes. were were also the starting. It was It was Kenny Omega... Cody Rhodes, the Young Bucks, and they were all starting this new 
wrestling show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this could be interesting. I like all those guys. Let's see what happens. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, Jericho was like, also, I'm going to be on it. You know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Chris Jericho, you're going to be on? Okay, he sold me. And it seemed like as soon as Jericho signed, like, that was like... The... That was, like, the, the rock that, yeah. like, fell and then, like, caused this entire, like, landslide of, like, talent that wanted to be on AEW. Because yeah. it made them... Not that Kenny Omega wasn't legit, because he's still widely considered the best wrestler in the world. So everybody was, like, Ugh. But for the American audience, Chris Jericho is a more recognizable name. Yeah. To even people who aren't necessarily um, in the know as far as wrestling goes. You know, he did his music stunt... Um, and still, I guess, kind of does. Yeah, he still but does. But Chris Jericho is such a big personality that he sort of transcends wrestling a little bit more than Kenny Omega. Although, I personally feel they are both kind of on the same level. They're so different mm-hmm. and awesome at the same <clears throat> time. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, um, kind of the... We, we've heard a lot of rumors about WWE and the way they treat their wrestlers and that... And with Zelina Vega leaving WWE, that was sort of a tipping point for, I don't know about you, but me for sure. That was kind of like, yep, I'm done. Yeah, that I was can't. that was when I was done too. Because we, we had watched a couple of things and we watched WWE like really start treating their talent really bad. And I think one of the things that really kind of made me upset was, I guess the beginning of the end was when COVID hit. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. I might, my throat's really dry tonight. <clears throat> the COVID thing hit. COVID thing. COVID hit. And there was... Um, WWE decided, even though they, they had just posted that they made like... It was like one of the most profitable years ever. Mm-hmm. They decided, oh, we can't pay all these people. So they yeah. furloughed a lot of their staff. A lot of guys that had been there for you know, decades, yeah. you know, and, and they had furloughed a lot of those guys and they're like, yeah, you know, we'll furlough, we'll bring you back. And so, <clears throat> but what they did was they just all of a sudden were like, you know, we have a lot of wrestlers, superstars, they call them. They mm-hmm. don't like to use the word term wrestlers. Vince, Vince McMahon is so weird. He He's has a lot of like, touch. I'm yeah, not a fan. He, uh, he decided all these superstars had to go. So he, they, per, they released a list and they're like, all these guys are leaving. And mm-hmm. there was, a lot of them were people that we had never... Well, not that we hadn't heard of them, but we were like, okay, I can see why they would yeah. get rid of them because they didn't really do much with them. Well, one of the main names on there was Rusev. And like when Rusev yeah. was like, oh, I was like, what the heck? I was like, that was, that's a huge name because the guy had just wrestled at like... Mm-hmm. Um, he had just wrestled at... Um, I don't know if it... Was it WrestleMania? I think he wrestled Bobby Lashley at WrestleMania or something and he lost. Mm-hmm. And then he was just like gone. And then... What's even crazier than that is, um, I want to say the Good Brothers, but they were the OC. Uh-huh. The um, they were the. Okay, I just <laughs> dropped the controller. All right, yay! That's in the episode. So uh, AJ Styles was grouped with uh, the OC, mm-hmm. and it was uh, Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson, mm-hmm. and they were awesome. They were a fantastic like tag team. Yeah. Amazing heels. I have no idea what the heck happened there because they were great. Yeah. And they were actually in that match with AJ Styles. Like, they made an appearance mm-hmm. in his WrestleMania match. And the very next day, they were cut. Yeah. And it was like, what? What are you thinking? Like, the tag team division in WWE sucks. You know, like, they have great teams, but they don't do anything with any yeah. of them. So it's like, 
I guess I could see why they were gone, but they started just like dumping wrestlers left and right. Yeah. And next thing you know, like, and all those wrestlers had like a three month like waiting list, like mm-hmm. they couldn't do anything. So not only did they fire them, but then they're like, oh, you can't do any work for three months. So mm-hmm. in a pandemic, so no one's hiring anybody because yeah. of the pandemic. But three weeks later, these companies made it work. Rusev showed up with his real name. I believe his real name is Miro anyway. And he yeah. showed up like in WWE or in AEW, which is really weird because his wife is Lana, who's still in WWE. Yeah, she's still there and she's still wrestling. And, and stuff. I feel like they, you know, there's lots of rumors about WWE punishing um, people like couples, especially. So you have a lot of couples like um, like. Alistair Black is married to Zelina Vega. You've got uh, now Miro, who is married to Lana. So Lana took a lot of of hits. And they were literally throwing her through a table week after week after week. I think it was like eight consecutive weeks. And that's just ridiculous. But it definitely felt like that rumor was true. That WWE... Find some enjoyment in punishing the the half that's still there out of a you know out of a couple for whatever reason and I I definitely that was definitely something that soured me on WWE. Yeah, they they started doing the they started doing the whole um, you can't do cameo, you can't do Twitch, and so Selena Vega was one of the main people that was against it, and Selena Vega was. She was more of a manager, or a valet, or whatever you mm-hmm. would call uh, for Andrade. And so they did that thing for a while. Then she kind of split off from them. Mm-hmm. And right when she split off with them, she started becoming an actual wrestler. Yeah. And then she was doing really good in the ring. She was, like, puffing herself up. And it almost made you believe that she could take on these other women. Yeah. Even though she was, like, this small little woman. She's more comedic than anything else. Um, but she had side projects. So she had an OnlyFans account. However, she didn't do any nudity. That we know of. I mean, I don't... (laughs) Who cares anyway? Yeah. (laughs) But she also has a Twitch channel and and all of these things that a lot of wrestlers had. But for some odd reason, you know, the the WWE, I blame McMahon for sure. It was the OnlyFans thing. Sports Illustrated. Yeah, but yeah, that's what it was. Anyway, that's so they didn't like that she had this other stuff going on, so they gave her an ultimatum, and they gave everybody an ultimatum really, that they had to shut down their Twitch, their OnlyFans, whatever they've got going on, um, in favor of you know keeping in line with the brand. So Zelina's like, no, why should I? You have you. You expect us to pay for our own travel, our own costuming. So you call us, you know, contract workers, but we end up paying for everything out of pocket. So I have to make some money here. Yeah. And so they did her dirty. Yeah, they have. I mean, when you're when you are a multi I don't even know if they're a billion dollar company but it, it's I wouldn't insane. be surprised. But when you have a company like that though who's basically before AEW and all these other like other places were were really big, you know, they're almost monopolizing a market for whoa there. No. Pixel were, would like to join our conversation. Nope, she's staying right here. <laughs> so, you can't when you're like monopolizing the whole thing, you can't like treat your employees like that and like yeah. i mean 
Wait, okay, so what I'm trying to say is when you're a big company like that and your employees are doing side hustles to make ends meet, yeah, that's something wrong with that. Yes. You know, I mean, it's, it's, it's unreal, man. So that was the straw that broke the camel's back and mm-hmm. we were like, we're out of here because yeah. I was like, I'm not going to support WWE anymore because of that. And I canceled my subscription in November, mm-hmm. never got it back. Um, I thought about getting it for the Royal Rumble because I'm like, I love when <laughs> new guys come in, but... That, that even that just wasn't we didn't get it and we didn't care about it and and it's a good thing we didn't because we were really upset with the winners so yeah. or at least i was and so i was like yep yeah, that's that's fine <sighs> it's it's typical of wwe at this point to be disappointing so i have no regrets um and so next we are going to talk about aew for a little bit so let's talk about AEW now um so when we came back to that it was it was a little exciting I remember the first pay-per-view that we watched for them and we saw they had sort of a Royal Rumble style uh what do they call it like a gauntlet um it was the uh it was a battle royal yeah battle royal um so they had you know a whole bunch of wrestlers in the ring and this was the the guys wrestling and just seeing all the different new people come out was really exciting. So um, the first character, I think, that we, the first wrestler that we really noticed was... MJF. Oh, yeah? Okay, MJF was first, that's for sure. He is an amazing heel. I I agree with the um, praise that he was receiving at the beginning where it's like, oh, yes, this dude is the future here. Um kind of still waiting to see that happen i think he's got a a storyline right now yeah um but he's also like i guess newish um to i guess more popular you know being on tv mainstream yes mainstream uh so i feel like we do have a lot to see from him i think he's really young like in his 20s so no doubt but who was the second one (laughs) the guy with the no no legs Oh, I forgot about him. Do you remember his name? I don't because I think he was just in that one. Yeah. Who is next? <laughs> I'm, I, I'm, you're talking about the Battle Royale? Yes. Was Okay, was Luchasaurus in that? Yeah, but he didn't come out until like the, oh, the end. Oh my goodness. Let's talk about Luchasaurus. <laughs> okay. Well, Luchasaurus is, besides Kenny Omega, Luchasaurus is my fave. Yeah. Like, he's he's definitely in my top five, for sure. Oh, Luchasaurus absolutely. is cool. Yeah, the second I saw him, I knew that he was my dude. Because, <laughs> number one, his name is Luchasaurus, okay? <clears throat> no, I don't know what that means to you, but that means wrestling dinosaur. And he's wearing a, a lucha mask that's a dinosaur. <laughs> so, the way the mask looks, it looks like he's got this dinosaur face, but, like, his lower jaw is uncovered. And he's got this big beard and, like, mm-hmm. a big green tongue. And he paints it all green. And he, yeah, he's totally green. And he... It looks like his face. <laughs> he looks like a dinosaur. <laughs> and the guys comment on him every time about being from 65 million years ago. Yeah. And he's just this big... He's huge. That's another thing. He has to be, like, seven he's, feet. He has to be. I honestly don't know. But... Yeah, no, he's tall as hell, though. <laughs> He is a WWE reject. Yep. He was on uh, Big Brother. 
Which we didn't really know at I, first. Yeah, I had no idea. I, I, I just found that out tonight. <laughs> and then also, he is a huge history buff. I think he has a degree in history. He's got a master's degree yes. in medieval history or something How like that. How cool is that? That's so cool. That's probably why he's a wrestler now. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> he's awesome. He's smart and he's awesome. He's got a great character that I'm really glad that we get to see pretty much every week. He, yeah, he's... We got to watch him tonight on Dark, on AEW Dark, but literally he was in like a 30-second match. It was kind of disappointing. <laughs> but he's a winner, though, and I, I think that I'm going to get a... I'm, I'm not going to go there because we're I'm going to get way off topic, but he's great. Yes. And he, he's definitely one of my favorite wrestlers on there for sure because he's in a group called Jurassic Express. Yes! Jurassic Express. They are my absolute favorite to watch <laughs> on AEW. You have uh, Jungle Boy. Yep. And you have uh, Marco Stunt, who is so... He's fun size. I love that. He's fun size. <laughs> he, he he looks like a like 12-year-old in the ring. He does, but he is very bouncy. He loves to like do all sorts of tricks. So it's very much a uh, brain versus brawn sort of thing. And he's very smart. Very fun to watch. And apparently he can sing really well. <laughs> like, that was surprising. <laughs> I was expecting some, like... He was on a show called Dr. Britt Baker's Waiting Room. and yes. And we thought that... And they're like, oh, we got a musical guest, Marco Stunt. And he had a guitar. And I'm thinking... Oh, this is going to be a joke. Yeah, you know, I'm like, here we go. He's going to, like... <laughs> this is going to be so dumb. And then he sang some, like, love song. And he had, like, this great voice. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah. You know, it was, like, completely surprising. I could not believe it. And even <clears throat> even Britt Baker, who is a heel, uh-huh. was, like, all entranced by him singing. It was funny as hell. You yes. got to see it. If you can find that episode on YouTube or something, you got to watch it. Absolutely. Because it is, it'll shock you. So, yeah. Jungle Jungle Express. All three of those. Saved Jurassic Luch- Express. I, oh, my goodness. Jurassic Express. Woo! He's got Jungle Boy on the brain. <laughs> <laughs> who is actually the son of uh Luke Perry Luke from Perry's... 90210 and Riverdale. Yeah, Luke Perry's son and he looks a lot like him. He does, except he's got very long hair. He looks like an 80s rocker. He does. So you've got uh Luchasaurus, <clears throat> Jungle Boy and Marco Stunt and they make Jurassic Express. And anytime Jungle Boy comes out, they play <laughs> Tarzan Boy by Baltimore for the huge 80s song that I have always Loved so I'm so happy that Tony Khan bought the rights because yeah, he, you he, can't help but sing it. He bought the perpetual rights for it, so That's so crazy. It's he's gonna have that song forever. That's and so cool. <clears throat> what's great is like AEW does allow fans in, so it's not a lot of fans, but it's because mm-hmm. they have to social distance everybody still. And I think Florida's still a hot spot mm-hmm. anyway, so they have them like if you come in with a the family, they're gonna sit you all together. But yeah. if you come in like. They're not going to sit you next to other people. So, yeah. But the people still like cheer and stuff. And then Jungle Boy's thing, though, is they sing the Tarzan Boy song to to pump up Jungle Boy when he's wrestling. And if you've never heard the song, you have to go YouTube it. It's not a Rick Roll. It's an actual song called Tarzan Boy. Yep, and they sing it. They they sing the, the Tarzan yell, which is like, oh, oh, oh or something <laughs> like that. And, like, they get all into it, and they keep doing it over and over. And then, oh like, my gosh. and then Jungle Boy will start getting pumped up in the ring, yes. and then, like, he starts, like, fighting back, and it's it's amazing. You definitely gotta, gotta check it out. Absolutely. So, um, 
So who are some of your um, your favorite AEW wrestlers? So let's just go ahead and take um, the, the two that I already talked about off. She's Pixel keeps on trying to like get in. She wants, she wants to be a part of the podcast. <laughs> she does. But we want her to stay over there and do her own little thing <laughs> for right now. Then we can cuddle her after this is all done. But uh, just taking Kenny Omega and, and, and Luchasaurus out of the equation. Um, I have, man, I would just, I have a whole wall full of wrestlers i love but um i john moxley yes um, was freed from aew or from wwe and he hated it there yeah he was dean ambrose Mm -hmm. and he showed up in aew and i was like okay whatever but then he was like hardcore as soon as he got there he was like i'm gonna beat everyone's ass like he was like, he's the one that like was using all the language. Mm-hmm. He cusses and everything like on the show. And he's he just like. no Fs. <laughs> no, he does not. And they, I was just telling Ashley tonight that when you see John Moxley, his, he's called John Moxley now. When you see John Moxley on Come Out, you know someone's getting their ass kicked. Yeah, it's Be- going to be a good fight. Yep. No matter if, if, whether he wins or loses, it doesn't matter. He's It's going to be a good fight because he is super intense. He is. He's. He's got that swagger too, so yeah. he's just like I know I'm badass, you know, yeah. and like he's he's super cool. Yeah. Um, who else? There's, <clears throat> um, like I said, I can go down the list and have like fifty favorite wrestlers because MGF MJF is another one who yeah. I I actually enjoy watching him on the mic, but wrestling I'm not like that big of a yeah. fan. I would have to say definitely my favorite are the Lucha Bros. Yeah. Like, if it's not, if Jurassic Express wasn't a tag team, uh-huh. Lucha Brothers would be my absolute favorite. Because yes. they are awesome. Yes. I mean, he used to go by Pentagon, uh, uh, Pentagon's Junior, uh-huh. but he doesn't anymore. It's Pentagon um, Cerro Miedo, I think it is. Mm-hmm. And then um, then you got Ray Phoenix. Mm. And they both have the Luchador masks on, they, and they look so awesome. They do. And they, they do the flips all over the yes, place. They and do. they're so fun to watch you watch every time they're in the match you're just like oh yes this is gonna be a good one yes. you know and they come out and, and they perform every night mm-hmm. and it's just it's great i would have i'm gonna put a stop right there on my favorites because i don't want to just talk about every wrestler that they have on <laughs> AEW. but i honestly have to say that i am enjoying watching all these wrestlers a little more because they do Things are a little different on AEW as opposed to WWE. Yeah. So, AEW, I think, is a little <clears throat> grittier. They're um, less afraid to take chances. And also, their roster on both sides, female and male, are so diverse. Um, you know, you've got Nyla Rose, who is transgender, um, a, a female. The Native wrestler. Beast. The Native Beast. A oh, fucking love. <laughs> I love Nyla Rose. Now it's slipping up. I know. <laughs> Good thing we got no sponsors on this one. <laughs> so I love Nyla Rose. Um, and then on the the men's roster, you've got Sunny Kiss, who's paired up with Joey Janela. Oh, another one of my faves. Joey like Janela is very cool. He's one of those that isn't afraid to do <clears throat> the more hardcore wrestling with the thumbtacks and the the uh, ladders and you know actually beating each other up the guy looks like he's from jackass he does he, he does. looks just like one of the dudes from jackass <laughs> he's got the long the crazy eyes long hair like he yes. overacts everything he comes out wearing like those old oakley's from like the 90s Love it. it's great he's like one of my favorite characters but he's in a tag team right now with sunny kiss uh-huh. who is 
fabulous. And uh, also, uh, Sunny Kiss is gender fluid. So uh, those two together, Sunny Kiss is an amazing wrestler uh, in their own right. So they do a uh, some very risque moves that would never fly on WWE. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, they had Rikishi. Well, I remember everybody, like, Rikishi back in the 90s oh, yeah. would wear, like, the thong. And then, like, he had the stink face where he would, like... They would be on the sitting in the corner, and he would like rub his ass like ass crack all over their face, and that was like one of the most disgusting moves, especially since it was like his finishing move. Yeah. So he'd been like wrestling and sweating up a storm like that entire time. So you got like sweaty ass crack like all over your face. I feel like Sunny Kiss at least uh, takes care of their their business. You know what I mean? Like <laughs> they look clean. So and also, Sunny Kiss doesn't wear thongs, That's but true. he does have a move though where he is on the ropes he's holding on to the buckle while he's got um his opponent you know behind him wrapped up in his feet and so what he'll do with his feet is he brings his feet in like (laughs) he tucks his feet in over and over so that their face is like getting jammed into sunny kiss's butt like over and over and over again i don't know what they call that move but it's hilarious when we watch it i'm like oh my god they would never do that on like on nowadays like wwe (laughs) But you also have a lot of uh, varying races, um, different sizes, which is huge because WWE. And, you know, it's it's hard to not compare the two because those are kind of the two biggest in mainstream wrestling in America anyway. I would say that no matter how you feel about WWE, whether you love them, whether you hate them like we do now, they are pretty <laughs> much the gold standard in wrestling. Like they are gonna, They have been doing it for so long that that's... Yeah. Like, when you watch something on WWE, you're like, oh, you know, you're never going to do something else and then say, and not compare it to WWE because they're always going to be there. They're the giant that's not going to go away. Although lately I have seen WWE copy AEW, but I digress on that. Um, (laughs) The WWE has a very, very much a standard when it comes to the way their wrestlers look. And AEW definitely does not. So it's so wonderful to see women who have normal bodies. Yeah, that's a big difference. That really is. I mean, you, you look at the women, and I would have to say it's more dark than it is, like, on the main show. Because uh-huh. on the mainstream show, they're, they all yeah. kind of look alike. But when, you, when you're talking about um, AEW Dark, now, this is kind of just a small tangent, but we, when we talk about AEW Dark, it's a free show on YouTube that's on every Thursday. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's kind of like their version of their... They're up and coming. I, I, yeah, I would say it's kind of like their junior varsity. Mm-hmm. It's like the JV team. But this when we watched tonight, John Moxley was on yeah. it. So it's like sometimes... You get that crossover. Yeah, you'll get like the big stars that'll come out and like beat the crap out of some yeah. unknown guy. And it's, I love that. And it's, it's, it's really cool because Dark is kind of a place where they bring in the untested wrestlers. And so you, mm-hmm. you see a new person at least once a week. Yeah. And you're like, oh, you get to like these new people though. And then they, they like will kind of wrestle a little bit more. Then you're like, okay, they're picking up steam. Uh-huh. Um, but you definitely have, um, more so in the women's division, you just know who's going to lose. Because yeah. they'll bring out the same girl who's got like 0-10 or something. Yeah. And you know she's just there to put over whoever's in there. But, yeah, like like Ashley was saying, most of the girls that are that they that show up on Dark, they're average-looking women. I mean, you're not going to see, like, the model with the six-pack abs and, like, yeah you know, they're, like, super built or anything. I mean, you will, but for the most part, they're women with curves, and they've got, like, their normal bodies, and that's 
different to see because we're so used to WWE with their like their cookie cutter. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Very fit. Yes, I understand that. They're beautiful. They are. But it's also nice to see representation across the spectrum. So you have, you know, some of their bigger names on Dark. You've got Abaddon, who is this demonic looking woman, you know, who has, you know, she spits out fake blood and she looks gross and it's amazing. (laughs) But she is not that cookie cutter image. And I so appreciate that. Like, I can see these ladies stretch marks and I love it. Um, but you've also got, you know, the very beautiful women like Red Velvet, but she's shorter, you know, she's very tiny woman, but she can still kick butt. (laughs) Um, so you've got them. Um, I mean, the champion right now is Japanese. Yes. Hikaru Shida. And she's awesome too. She is. She's so so pretty. So that's definitely part of the diversity thing that we're trying to bring across. And of course, um, Nyla Rose is Native American. She's yes. transgendered. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I don't remember if it was Riho or her that was the first champion. I think it might have been I think Riho. It was, I think it was Nyla Rose. You think so? I think so. Well, we're gonna have to go back and check. Well, there's only been three champs right now, yeah. so it's been it. It was it was Nyla. It was the three champions were Hikaru Shida, who's current, mm-hmm. and then there was Nyla Rose, who carried it for a while, but Riho carried it the most. So we had two Japanese champs and one Native American, mm-hmm. and then we have. Um, Red Velvet, who is African American, mm-hmm. um, there's just a like there's just a great mix. On Dark, yeah. there's a lot of Hispanic women yes. that haven't actually made it to the roster yet. Like, well, one of them's a loser. Like the, I mean, I don't mean that like in a bad way, but they're the ones that like <laughs> come jobber. out to lose. Yeah, the jobber. Um, what was it, uh, Alex Gracia or whatever? Okay, she's something like that. She's, she's a Hispanic chick who doesn't get to be on the roster, and she's got like one of those normal bodies that you're talking yeah. about. She's cute. And they have, they also have, um... They've got my favorite <laughs> tag team. You knew this was coming. Yeah. Uh, Ivelisse and Diamante. They just, I, I don't know what they're, they, they were they, wrestling they a the while. They the Las Sicarias. Yeah, they, they just came out with a name, but they, I just love them. Yeah, they... They're my favorite. They're so tough looking. They, they come out looking like they're gonna shoot you. Oh, yeah. They've got, they both got, like, bandanas uh, on their face. Oh, and, like, my gosh, yes. Ivelisse wears, like, a backwards hat, and oh. they're dressed them. They, they, they... They look a little thuggish. They, they look thuggish. They come out to some hip-hop music, and it's, it's like this menacing hip-hop music. They, yes, they always look like they are there to do business, and they do... And I live for it. I, I go nuts every time I see them. So between them and, and Jurassic Express, I'm just, I love it. One thing I have to, since we're talking about tag teams real quick, um, their emphasis on tag teams on AEW is insane. Yes. Like we watched, um, like the Usos, you know, we love watching Usos on WWE and mm-hmm. we liked watching... Um, even Dolph Ziggler when he tags with Rude or mm-hmm. something like that. But even then, it, that's not like a legit tag team. WWE will just randomly throw two guys together mm-hmm. and like you're a tag team. Yeah. Or they'll be or they'll have a tag team um, on the roster, but there's not enough guys really to make it work. And there's two different tag team titles. Yeah. So it's like you have like what the Street Profits, and then you have, um, New Day, mm-hmm. and you know they might go at it or something, but. At the end of the day, there's still not enough tag teams. And when they do have the tag teams, it is one of some of the most boring stuff ever. Because 
when we started watching AEW and watched the tag team, we were blown away because yes. AE, WWE tag team kind of goes like this. You got the two teams of two guys. One guy stands on the outside of the ring. The other guys are inside the ring. And as soon as like one of the other guys jumps into the ring and starts attacking the others, the ref gets involved. It's like, get out of the ring, get out of the ring. And then they're like, oh, okay, sorry, sorry. And then that gives the heel time to like poke someone in the eye with the ref's not looking. Yeah. Typical stuff, you know, that, I mean. That, the entertainment part Yeah, it's of the this. entertainment part. So everyone's like, oh, boo, he cheated, you know, yeah. and like stuff like that. But when we started watching AEW tag team and we're like, all right, let's see. And I was like, Young Bucks is going to be fun. Well, Young Bucks wrestled like the Lucha Brothers like right off the bat. And I was like, wow, this is going to never heard of Lucha Brothers before. And now was our introduction to them. And I was like, holy crap, these guys are amazing. Well, some guys will come running in and attack them like the other guy will come in and fight. The refs like won't do shit. Yeah. Like, they'll, like, they'll let them fight, and, like, the, it's just chaos, and it's like, whoa, this is crazy. The rules are a little more fluid and don't quite make sense, and that's okay, because yeah. it's an amazing show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, well, they give them a big leeway to do a lot of stuff. So, yeah. when they're wrestling, you know, in WWE, it's like, as soon as you tag, you only have five seconds with your partner to, uh-huh. like, do damage. But in AEW, if you tag... It's like, okay, these two guys are going to pound on this one dude yes. for like two or three minutes. And then the, the ref is going to be like, hey, you finally get out of here. And the guy will be like, all right, and he'll roll out. And then you, then by then, like the damage is done. But yeah. they do that like, okay, two or three minutes is stretching it. But probably like a minute, they're mm-hmm. still in there like fighting. And then like the other guy will jump in and then there'll be like a brawl of all four in the thing. Yeah. And it just gets in crazy and they just let them fight. It's fun. Exactly. So another big difference for between WWE and AEW, I really wanted to mention this, is the women's division. Uh, the women's division on AEW is severely lacking. Um, yep. They need to improve that so much. Um, there's Honestly, hardly to, anyone. to me, the women's division's dark. It's mostly on dark, and I don't like that, but <laughs> it is what it is. I feel like they're trying... They're going to get there. I'm going to hang on. But, oh, my gosh, that's probably the only disappointing factor of AEW for me. Um, doesn't mean I'm going to, you know, be watching WWE anytime soon. Because their, their women's division is huge. They have a lot. But they don't use them. Yeah, they wrestle, like, once a week. Yeah. So, but but AEW, the women that they are pushing, you've, you've got... Uh, Shan- Shanna, who we can't decide. We we don't really know if she's French or what she is or Portuguese. But she she comes out in her Dragon Ball Z getup, and I love it. Yeah, it's cool. It's like a <laughs> it's like a nerdy thing. I hope they push her a little more. I know she she want like she's been on Dark forever. Um, but she started getting a winning streak on mm-hmm. Dark, and when when they start letting them win on Dark, that's when you know that they're gonna that be... they're gonna start going to the live rot the the main roster, which is happens on Wednesday nights the mm-hmm. night the very next night. So, Shanna, um, she got to wrestle. I think it was Sheeta or something like that, uh-huh. or Britt Baker or yeah, something. Yeah, Britt Baker. And I was like, ah, because you know, Britt, they're not gonna let Britt Baker lose, and she's a heel. Yeah. And she, but she's one of the most popular but women. She's like, like the top woman, other yeah. than. Brandy Rhodes, but Brandy is the wife of Cody Rhodes, and she's currently pregnant, so she's not on the on the show at, at the moment. Yeah, so her proxy right now is Red Velvet. So yes. she, anything that Brandy does, Red Velvet's like there to be her kind of step in because they were teams before, mm-hmm. and um, 
Yeah, the women's division, like, Shanna's pretty cool. I, I think she's a pretty good wrestler. Mm-hmm. There's obviously Ivalice and Diamante are yes. badass. Um, yeah, women's division is kind of lacking because a lot of them do show up on Dark. Mm-hmm. Um, but they have a lot of, like, the of the losers on Dark. And by losers, I mean they're the they're just jobbers. Yeah. And you can easily tell because Hikaru Shida will show up and you're yeah. like, oh, well, she's this guy, losing. yeah, she's not going to lose on Dark. You know, she'll come out and... What they're doing with Dark is they'll have their main roster guys on there because they don't want them to to lose a step. It's kind yeah. of like, you know, it's kind of like practice for them. So mm-hmm. they'll have practice, but it's also to expose new new talent. Yes. And we've seen guys come up like uh, Camarado. Nick Camarado yes. was like, a, he came out on Dark. And I was like, this guy looks like a Neanderthal man. Like, put him in the Jurassic Express. Yes. And like, we loved watching him wrestle. He actually wrestled Jungle Boy, I think, and he yeah. lost. And I was like... That guy's cool. He's huge. And yes. he but he lost like for a month. He was like losing every match. And I was like, oh, they're just gonna bury him. But lo and behold, he is now in the Nightmare family, which yeah. is Cody Rhodes faction. And now he's like winning all his matches, which is good because he's awesome. Yeah. But let's kind of flip things around a little bit and talk about that because I do notice that in AEW, and this is this could be the same as like on all the other like in the indie circuits, but we don't watch those, so we yeah. don't know. But AEW, number one, focused on tag teams. Tag mm-hmm. teams, there's a million tag teams. And there's not a lot of single wrestlers. But the single wrestlers that are around, yeah, they're most the majority of them are in factions. Yes. So they've all got these little teams going on. And, like, I love it. Like, I, you know, like, not everybody has to be in a faction. Yeah. But everybody has friends of some sort. There's yes. nobody that is wrestling that's like, I'm a loner and no one's ever going to be around. Like, they no. If somebody, like, is out there, they're they're affiliated with some other person, at least one other person. They have uh, Hangman um, was Adam Page. Yeah. Um, he is a solo wrestler, and they're trying so hard to fit him. <laughs> and, of course, he's this rebel who's like, no, I'm not going to be part of a faction. Yeah. But, you know, that's, that's the whole story that's part of the entertainment part. But, yeah, you're right. There's really no one who's by themselves. Yeah, there's even John Moxley. You would think that John Moxley would be a loner, like a lone wolf type of guy. And for a while he was. He He's the most lone wolf. He's the most lone wolf, <laughs> but he's still... He's got friends, though, and, and Lance Archer is one of them. Mm-hmm. And so Lance Archer is actually managed by Jake the Snake Roberts from back in the 90, 80s that we all remember. Yeah. And, yeah, Jake the Snake is still around. And one of the guys who was always a loner, too, Darby Allen, uh-huh. was kind of teamed up with Cody for a little bit. Yeah. But then he went off on his own, so he's on his own. But... They brought back Sting. It's Sting! <laughs> Sting is back, and it's amazing. And and when it happened, I almost flipped my shit. And I saw the spoiler about it. Like, uh-huh. somebody had posted it on Facebook, and, and Ashley was actually cooking that night. Uh-huh. And I was like, hey, um, on AEW tonight, somebody makes an appearance. And when I said that, I was like, we got a new guy coming in who's, like, an old favorite or whatever. She immediately thought somebody from WWE had, like, jumped ship again. <laughs> She was like, who is it? So she started, like, making all these guesses. And I was like, no, 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 no. It's none of those guys. It's not like that. You'll see. And then Sting came in. And she was like, oh, my gosh. And, like, it was fun. It's pretty big. Yeah, we had a lot of fun watching that. And it's cool having Sting involved again. He's supposed to be wrestling, I think, next in two weeks. (gasps) 
Oh my so goodness. So we, we will see what happens with him. Oh I'm sure gosh. they're training him, but... I hope that no one breaks him. <laughs> Please don't it's, break him. It's a street fight with Darby Allen <gasps> Sting against Taz and his group. And oh it's gonna and what it's gonna be like four wrestlers against those two. So it, we'll awesome. see what happens. I'm excited. Well, yeah, everybody's in factions. Nobody's alone. Everyone's got at least a friend. Yeah. And they they've teamed up some random people. I know like uh, Diamond Dallas Page was out there at yeah. one point, but I don't think he's doing anything with them anymore. But he's got his yoga thing. Yeah, he's got his <laughs> yoga thing. I would say the only ones that don't have anybody in their corners are the women. And yeah. when you look at them, like they don't have like. <laughs> Women don't need factions. <laughs> they are amazing on their own. There is no factions for them. I mean, the Shanna girl, she's got no friends. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I don't mean that like in a horrible way, but I mean like she's not. There's no. There's no women factions where they're like, oh, the only cl- closest thing that would be would be the Diamante and Ivalice are a tag team. Yeah. And of course, um, I think. Um, Red Velvet's in the Nightmare Family with yeah. with uh, Brandy, and then Anna Jay and Ty Conti are in the Dark Order. Mm-hmm. I think those are the only ones that like have groups. Oh, uh, I guess the Bunny. Yeah, she's part of the Butcher, <clears throat> the Blade, and the Bunny. Yeah. Uh, so she's in a tag team. Well, she's not really in a tag team. She's more like a a valet. At yeah, this but point. She although def- she wrestles. Yeah, she used to be a wrestler, but she got rebranded when they brought out Which the Butcher and the Blade. Which was such a glow-up for her. So, she, you know, she was basically a blended character mm-hmm. uh, in the first pay-per-view we saw. Yeah, and she now, was pretty generic. Now, she stands out because she's with this group of, like, badass, almost steampunkish, yeah. uh, steampunk gothish uh, group. I would totally say, yeah, yeah, they're definitely, I would say they're definitely steampunky. And she has um, sort of, you know, kind of wiggled her way into kind of an annoying role. But also you actually notice her now, which is nice. Um, Yeah, (laughs) well, I've noticed that week by week she gets more and more involved involved, in in the matches. Before she used to just stay on the side and yell and scream. But now she's like attacking the other wrestlers. And she, I, I'm living for it. <laughs> she's, Definitely. yeah, she's grown on me. When she first came out, I thought she was the most ridiculous thing ever, and I was like, ah, this is just another one of those stupid characters who they're parading around because they're like, oh, look, she's sexy, you know, look at her, and those kind of characters are pointless to me. Mm-hmm. But now she's getting involved with matches, and she's she's actually influenced a few. Well, I mean, it's written that way, but she's yeah. she's influenced like the outcome of some matches, and I'm like, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. you're like I could see her now, like. Being, you know, She's annoying. She's mischievous and, yeah, very much a heel. Yep. But one of the other main differences with AEW is, like we watched tonight, is they are not afraid. In fact, they're encouraging this whole cross, uh, let's see here, they're, they're interacting with other companies. Yeah. So with Impact Wrestling... Uh, with New Japan. Mm-hmm. So we just watched that. We watched them. We were doing this thing with Japan where, you know, the American side versus the Japanese side. Everybody comes up with a winner uh, for their different side. And then they're going to do a big thing at the end. So yeah. that's been really fun. We, we've we never. And right now it's women um, that we, we watch tonight. So we got to see some women that we'd seen on AEW when they first started. Yeah. But we also saw some new ones. So it was really cool to see that. And and the way Japanese uh, wrestling 
goes is so much more theatrical. Um, there's a lot more cutesy women in baby doll outfits that I'm not personally a fan <laughs> of. But you know what? I can see how, you know, if you're a fan of like anime or something, I can see that you would love this style of wrestling. You might actually enjoy it. Um, so if you're an anime fan, you may want to check that out. Um, but it was it was really cool to see that. Yeah, that that's one of the big things I, I think that I'm loving right now big time is the fact that okay so we have Serena Deeb and Thunder Rosa mm-hmm. and I would say that Serena Deeb maybe is actually not allied with anybody either but mm-hmm. she has um she is the current NWA women's champion which is a whole nother like wrestling company yeah but she's wrestling in AEW pretty regularly so it's yeah. like and then Thunder Rosa who is from the same okay NWA wrestling is owned by Billy Corgan from Smashing Pumpkins, which is... I can't believe I'm even saying that right now, but that's... <laughs> so Smashing... That dude from the Smashing Pumpkins, like, owns a wrestling uh, company. And he... I guess they worked out a deal with him where some of... I haven't seen any guys from NWA, but yeah. two women from that from that outfit are wrestling in AEW. Mm-hmm. Which is cool because I think that kind of bolsters the women's roster a little bit. It does. I mean, Thunder Rosa's badass, and I like watching her wrestle. And yes. she's really good. And um, she's in the tournament right now for the championship um, that we were just talking that Ashley was just talking about, and because there's a Japanese side and an American side, and she's on the American side, and Thunder Rosa has actually wrestled last week in the tournament, so she uh-huh. won the first round against Layla Hirsch. She was this um, really young Russian girl. I think she's like twenty or twenty one or something, but uh-huh. she's awesome too. And an actual wrestler. Yeah, she's an actual wrestler. So that was a really co- I know, sorry tangent. <laughs> But that, that was, for me, that was a wonderful match to watch because it was actually technical. It was less theatrical and more like this is how wrestling actually is. Yeah. I loved that. And I, 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 I'm sad to see one of them lost. Yeah. I mean, we all knew it was going to be Layla Hirsch. Yeah. But because Thunder Rosa is too good to, to just not to knock out of the tournament in the first round. But yeah. But you got those two girls, all right, and they kind of bolster the 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 division a little bit and make it a little bit more interesting. But then um, you've also got the Good Brothers, who actually are Luke Anderson and um, or Luke Gallows and Carl Anderson that were the OC and WWE that got released. Mm-hmm. Well, they signed with Impact Wrestling as the Good Brothers, mm-hmm. and now they're on AEW now with Kenny Omega. So. It's like, what the hell is going on? Because now... And then Kenny Omega went to Impact. Uh-huh. And we actually watched a pay-per-view of yes. Impact just because he was going to be on it. And yes. I was like, we got to see what's going to happen. It was really good, too. It was awesome. And so I was like, wow, the wrestlers are so different. And it felt like we were cheating on AEW. <laughs> but it wasn't really because, like, AEW guys were on the mat and on their pay-per-view i feel like wwe has conditioned us <laughs> to be so loyal to one company yeah because you know what when it i feel like aew is breaking boundaries almost literally here with this whole cross company wrestling mm-hmm. and it's doing wonders for not only them but also impact wrestling and you know nwa so um all they're all building each other up and I love that. That's like, that's more powerful. Um, and I hope that 
for all of WWE's faults, I hope that they fall in line with that at some point. Because it would be amazing to not only see these dream matchups, but also see these wrestlers getting more exposure. Right. That's... It would be one... I mean, the fans would win. Like, everyone yes. would win because everyone would watch it. I'm not going to lie, man. If all of a sudden WWE decided to get in line with this and join this intercompany promotion... Because here's the deal. AEW's doing it the right way. They're not, like, saying it's a total invasion where, like, anything goes and these guys are just going to come in. They have a certain group of people. So it's always, like, the the good brothers. They show up all the time. Uh-huh. And that's, like, their thing. And then Kenny Omega from AEW will go over to yeah. Impact. So it's not like half the roster is, like, wrestling over there and they're wrestling over here. It's just mass chaos everywhere. It's very controlled. Yes. And, and they and both owners of impact and aew are both present on each show yes and then what's funny is aew will do tony khan is the owner and he makes and he's so in touch with his with his employees yes so he'll go over there and he'll make fun of everything and he's like hey guys this is a paid advertisement from aew and he'll like hype up the matches that are going to be on (laughs) because right now or it's late now, but it's overs. But on Tuesday nights, Impact is on. Mm-hmm. And so Tony Khan will go on there and hype up the show for Wednesday because Wednesday is AEW night. Yeah. So then people that are watching that are like, okay, I'll check it out. You know, and they watch it. And then, of course, we want to watch Impact because Kenny Omega goes over there and, like, causes havoc and stuff. Yes. And so out of the blue, like, New Japan Pro Wrestling, Kenta, like, showed up out of nowhere and uh-huh. started attacking John Moxley because John Moxley has was the first wrestler to kind of set up a multiple contract thing with with new japan and aew so Mm -hmm. he actually has the igp or whatever uh title right now that kenta wants so he is on aew and so now you got like even another like a a promotion from japan now Uh wrestling here and then with the women now there's another outfit out there for the women wrestling AEW has got its hands in like, or they're shaking hands with like all these different promotions that nobody else is doing. Now, if if WWE out of nowhere decided, hey, we're going to do even just one promotion thing, Mm -hmm. cross brand with AEW, I would watch the hell out of that because I would love to see these two go at it and like maybe have some kind of like Royal Rumble-esque type of thing. I would watch the shit out of that. Yes. And, but... WWE will never do that, and it's a big shame because they're missing out because the fans all win on that. Yes. Everyone wins, and, and that gets me to watch WWE because I have no idea if on Monday Night Raw that freaking John Moxley will show up again like in his old stomping grounds to cause oh. havoc on some kind of like storyline that they're doing. Let's not fuel that rumor. <laughs> that sad rumor. <laughs> yeah, there's a rumor that he's going back to WWE, but I I don't know. I can't but let, let's it. just say Jurassic Express out of nowhere shows up and starts doing a tag team bit um in against the New Day or something. Yes. That would oh be crazy. Gosh. Then out of nowhere the New Day comes and attacks Jurassic Express yes. on AEW. That would be fun, but man, it's just a dream that's probably never going to happen. I know. Yeah. But is there anything else that would bring you back to WWE? The main I guess not the main problem, but one of the biggest problems I had with WWE was the fact that they would take something that was obviously working for them, and Mm -hmm. and it was obviously 
winning over the fans and then they would just kind of screw the fans out of what they wanted yeah a big thing a big example of that is um with otis yes like they had this huge thing with otis and mandy rose where the unlikely fat man like had like i guess the the god what did they call her like the fire fire and desire yeah. like she was like the desire right she was like the golden goddess that everyone was like mandy rose and anyway they did a story where they were a couple and it was it everyone loved it yes and it turned into this big thing where all of a sudden mandy rose was like in um heavy machinery too so she would like come out with them yeah and they they would wrestle it was a lot of fun to watch and you're yes. like this is a cool story and then they push it even further when they're like, Otis is now going to win the money in the bank. So yeah. that now he can like cash in on whatever he wants. He has a chance at a title. He has a chance at a title. Which would you, you when you look at him, yeah, you're probably thinking that that's never going to happen. Because <laughs> you, you know, you look at him and then you look at Roman Reigns or The Miz who eventually got the money in the bank uh, yeah. suitcase. You're, you're not going to put your money on Otis. But the whole storyline was... So brilliant. And I think it was Mandy Rose who pushed it. Yeah, because Mandy Rose and uh, Otis were friends. They'd been friends for years back when mm-hmm. they were NXT. So um, he'd always called her his peach, like even back then, just as a joke. <laughs> and she loved it. And so she pushed this romance angle and it worked and yes. everybody liked it. And, and it brought more attention to heavy machinery. Yeah. And so Otis, you're like, wow, you know. I knew when he won the... As soon as he got the briefcase, though, and then I was like, okay, well, he has two chances. He could either cash it in on Drew McIntyre, which that's never going to happen, yeah. or he could cash it on Roman Reigns, which is never going to happen. Yeah. So I was like, what's going to happen? So then they ended up, like, writing it out where they wrote the title away from him where they're just like, oh, The Miz is going to win on some technicality or whatever. So they gave the they gave the Money in the Bank contract to The Miz, and I was just like, okay. And then what happened to Otis? They buried him. Like he they just, buried just... him. They broke up this tag, this brilliant tag team. There was no other tag team on the roster at the moment who had this blue collar theme going on. So they broke up that team. They also broke up Fire and Desire, which you know for other reasons, but whatever. So what well, was part of that whole story, though? I mean, they were intertang- yeah. in- intertangled or intertwined with the heavy machinery Otis thing. Yeah. So it, they did have something so to do with each other. They ended up burying three brilliant wrestlers for no reason. Yeah, and now where's Mandy Rose? She's t- teaming up with Dana Brooke or something. Ugh. Like, what's the point of that? And, yeah. and to me, that was like you just took a good thing. Yeah. And totally screwed it. And I have not seen anybody do anything like that on AEW. Yeah. And one quick thing of that we both liked about AEW as mm-hmm. opposed to WWE is WWE stories are shitty. And I'm just going to say that out of the I'm going to say I don't care about the censors. They're, the stories are shitty on WWE. Yes. Like, they'll keep using the same idea. And they're like, oh, that was cool. Let's do it again next week. Let's do it again next week. And we see the same guy. I mean, how many times? The last the last pay-per-view, I think, was last weekend or the weekend before. Uh-huh. And Roman Reigns wrestled Kevin Owens again. Like, how many oh, times are they going to do that? You know, like, I'm just paying attention to it like that. And I'm like, whatever, man, because your stories are stupid. And they use the same guys over yeah. and over. And AEW, they had a storyline I hated, man. And it was, they broke up Lucha Brothers for like, they broke them up. And they were like, okay, um, Eddie Kingston, who is like a fantastic heel. Uh He was like the guy running it all. And he's like, oh yeah, screw Ray Phoenix, you know. And you're like, who is this guy? Why is he breaking my team? You know, and you're like getting mad about it. And they, they, they milked it for like two or three weeks, right? 
And then out of nowhere, Pat came back. Uh-huh. And he's like, you're messing up with Death Triangle. So he, like, got the boys back together. And it was a freaking awesome moment. Yeah. The, the storylines in AEW, while they may not be, like, super awesome, they do... They don't feel like it's a chore. You're watching something that's happening, and you're like, okay, cool. But they're like, they're not done yet. You know, they're, yeah. they're, they still got some issues they're working out. We'll find out what happens next week. And you're like, okay. But there's so many people on the roster that they'll give you, like, bits and pieces every week. But it's enough that – it's enough where you're not like, come on, man. Let's just end this. Yeah, you don't feel like you're watching the same exact show week after week. You know, you you get different uh, – matches you have different pairings um and you know the storylines are different too so you're not getting the same story every single week like there's only so many times that you can see i okay i love kevin owens he's great character but there's only so many times where you can see him you know going on a rant against whomever (laughs) usually so like the last time we were watching it was roman reigns but apparently that's still going on. Yeah. It's like we didn't miss anything. Nope, and we haven't been watching it since November, December. So, yeah, I'm I'm not missing it. I'm loving the fact that AEW is in touch with, you know, what their fans want. Um, and also every single show is different. We don't know say, what to expect. I will say, though, that the main events on AEW, you're looking at probably the same guys. I mean, the, but that's just the, to me, the main event for me just means that it's the second episode of this long going story that they have. For instance, John Moxley has been involved in the main event for like the last month or two. Mm-hmm. And he's always there every night. And he wrestles um, with various people like Lance Armstrong. Why do I say Lance Armstrong all the time? <laughs> Lance Archer is one of his dudes that that uh hangs out with him now and he's there with ray phoenix like this coming week mm-hmm. this next week and they're wrestling eddie kingston with the butcher the blade and the bunny yeah and it's like okay well that's a little bit different than last week because last week it was john moxley mm-hmm. lance archer <laughs> against kenny omega and kenta mm-hmm. so it's like you still see these guys wrestling in the main event like every week and it does further the story a little bit yeah and I, I think right now they're really doing this whole John Moxley's pissed off at the world because he got cheated out of his title by Kenny Omega, who turned heel, which kind of broke my heart at the time. Because <laughs> I was like, oh, man, because I didn't. I, it was tough because one of my two favorite wrestlers were wrestling yeah. in that main event. And I was like, oh, man. But then Kenny Omega, like, cheated and yeah. won. And I was like, no, he turned heel. But he's, <laughs> like, a great heel, though, too. And so um, that story is still going because... That kicked off everything. Yeah. Like, once that happened, Kenny, like, ran off with Don Callis, who's the owner of Impact. And then that has started this whole invasion thing that's yes. been going back and forth. So It's been wonderful. Yeah. So while the story does seem like it's still the same thing, like, they're working towards something. Yeah. And they haven't gotten there yet, but it's still fun and fresh. Mm-hmm. We're not seeing the good brothers, like, wrestle in AEW every single week. Yeah. They'll show up and, like, make their presence known. They'll cameo. Yeah, they'll cameo and, like, screw with something. And you're like, <laughs> oh, those bastards, you know. And then, like, yes. these guys will fight and everything, and it's it's good. But we're not getting burned out on it. WWE yeah. was, like, a lot of burned out storylines. Yes. And they had, like, this whole thing with, like, the women's title with Bailey. It was 
It's like Bailey and Sasha, like over and over and over, and I was just like, man. And then like, Sasha got the title, and it's like, oh, okay, I'm done. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> There's just no. Give another, give another person the chance at the spotlight here. I think they're just kind of screwed until Becky Lynch comes back. But even even when <laughs> Becky Lynch comes back, I'm worried that it's already been too far gone yeah. that she's just not going to be able to do anything. No. I that's not going to be enough to bring me back. When Becky Lynch comes back, <laughs> I'm not going to be like, "Yay, the man's back!" Because I'll YouTube her spots. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> I, yeah, you're right. It wouldn't be enough to bring me back either. Yeah, they'd have to do a lot. They'd have to do the whole um, cross company promotion just like everybody else. For one, and then also they need to treat their wrestlers better because they're there. They're doing the hard work. Treat them like people. You know, that, that the same thing goes for any company, any big company. Mm-hmm. Treat your employees like people and you will get my business. I guess that would be my answer. Yeah. You just answered my what would it take <laughs> to go back to WWE? I would not say I would say never. But if they treated their wrestlers right. Mm-hmm. If Andrew Yang comes out yes. and gets Joe Biden to like do something about the, because that was the whole thing, you know. I'm not saying this because it's like, oh yay, Joe Biden. Yeah. But but Andrew Yang was kind of pissed off about the whole letting um what's his what's her name go mm-hmm. because he was like they're con- Selena yeah Selena Vega they were like he was like this isn't right you know this everything that you had talked about before them mm-hmm. paying everything. They don't have access to good health care. Mm-hmm. None of that stuff. They don't get health care at all because they're not employees. employees. And he's like, this is wrong. If they're not employees, then they should be able to do Cameo and yep. Twitch and OnlyFans or whatever the hell they want. Yep. Because that's none of your business what they do on their off time. Exactly. So I'm hoping that happens. And if that happens and they're like, okay, guys, we're sorry, whatever. Pay you guys. You guys have health care now. You guys yep. have all this stuff. You can do your side gigs or whatever. Because, you know, other, otherwise give them every, give them the benefits of being employees or let them do what they want. Yes. That's what's going to get me to go back to WWE. Absolutely. So we are very clearly wrestling fans. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> um, thank you very much for nerding out with us on wrestling. Um, let us know if there, if you have any questions or if you're also a fan, mm-hmm. we would absolutely love to hear from you as well. Uh, let us know what your thoughts are on WWE versus AEW. Or, you know, if you want to talk about Impact Wrestling, we'd love to talk about that too. Yeah, because we don't really know much about it. So if you're a huge a huge fan of Impact, we'd mm-hmm. be definitely down to learn some more stuff. I mean, we don't we don't watch it as often. Like, we've just started watching it. So yeah. we don't really know much about anything. So, yeah. Um, that is going to be our show for to, for this week. Uh, we will be back on schedule next week. I'm so sorry about that. Yep. Uh, but please go ahead and like, share, rate, and subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And we will see you next week. Yeah, we'll see you Sunday. I'm not going to say it's going to be BlizzCon stuff <laughs> um, because we just never know. Like this wrestling thing happened literally an hour before we... I was like, hey, why don't we just do wrestling tonight? Hey, yeah, let's do it. So boom. You got this episode that was an extra-sized one. Yeah. It's a macho-sized. <laughs> so, <laughs> Let me tell you something, Mean Gene. This was a good episode for being put together at the last minute, brother. It's going to be awesome. So thanks for uh, hanging out with us. We had a good time talking about some wrestling, and we'll probably watch some more wrestling uh, stuff right after this So <laughs> before, before we go to bed. So thanks a lot, and we'll catch you guys uh, next week.